0: Welcome to the Jesse Golden Podcast. I am bringing you this episode after recently revealing to those on Instagram that I went through a deficit phase beginning in October through around mid-January. And I decided to pull the plug in January because I had reached my goal, but also I was starting to notice a little bit of the physical effects because I started to be quite emotionally, mentally stressed with a lot of changes that are about to be happening in my life that I'll be discussing here soon. Basically, I'm moving out of New York, and it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks after the holidays. So I, in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have continued the deficit into January, but I was honestly far more focused on my overall life trajectory at that moment in time, and you live and you learn. So I went about two weeks too far probably into my deficit but I'm feeling much, much better now. So I wanted to discuss some of the big mindset tips that are going to be really, really helpful for anyone who is embarking on a deficit. And it's really important to keep these in mind because this is what's going to separate you experiencing a deficit from a place of detachment and fun and not getting so caught up in it. And This is going to be a massive change from those if you've done diets in the past where you feel like it is life or death. That is the disordered mindset. In no way, shape, or form am I advocating for that. That is what causes people, well, a myriad things cause people to end up with disordered eating if they attempt intentional weight loss and a big one is they're going into it with a completely wrong mindset that their self-worth is dependent upon them losing weight that, you know, it's do or die. And I understand that there can be some health issues that can be alleviated with that can be, I know that's a contentious topic in and of itself, but even then approaching it with a very rigid militant type of mindset is going to set you up for failure not only during the deficit but after you're going to have a really difficult time coming out of the deficit into maintenance and achieving any type of normal relationship with food at the end so what i really want you to take away from this to begin is when you look at the people who have been able and it's typically men who are able to embark on journeys of intentional weight loss and it's just not a big deal for them that is what is possible for you and that is exactly what just happened for me it was not a big deal mentally at all nothing remotely weird with food in any way shape or form i viewed it from a very objective perspective and with the tips that i'm about to share with you it was easy breezy and i realized oh this is why there are a lot of people out there who look at those who are you know saying all diets lead to disordered eating saying, what the hell are you talking about? Like it doesn't have to be that serious. Using this t- these tips will really help you get to that point. One massive disclaimer though, is that if you have an unhealthy relationship with food right now, do not pursue intentional weight loss. That should not be on the table for you. You should absolutely be focusing on rearranging your mindset, and your beliefs and your thought patterns when it comes to food, you should make sure that your behaviors are really consistent. This is what I cover in Food Freedom Evolution. So that course is specifically designed for women who are obsessed with food, who are engaging a lot of overeating, undereating, poor body image, just feel like they're thinking about food in their body all the time. Food Freedom Evolution is going to be for you and you can check that out via my free master classes, which will be linked below. So there's the four-step framework to stop obsessing about food. And if overeating specifically is more of your issue, then you'll want to check out my free masterclass on the four steps to stop overeating. There's also a bridge course that I created. And this is for those who, okay, I have a pretty good relationship with food. I don't feel weird about food, but I just want to tighten up my habits and get more consistent with that. That is where everyone should start if you are thinking about fat loss. Okay, so you have healthy relationship with food. That is the base of your pyramid. Then you should be focusing on consistency with lifelong, excuse me, healthy habits. That comes next. Most people then are good to go from there. You don't need to do anything with calories and all that jazz, which is what is covered with Sustainably Lean Academy. Now for my deficit, I used everything that I cover in Sustainably Lean Academy, which is my more advanced fat loss course. And you can learn more about that if you click in the link below for the Getting Leaner Masterclass. An important note on SLA is that I'm going to be pulling that and the Masterclass for the next couple months because I'm going to be making some edits. If you join now, I'll probably pull it within the next week or two. As of today, it is February 20th when this episode is released. So if you're interested and you want to start working on fat loss now, go ahead and get this course before I pull it. You will get access to all the updates and changes that I make in the future. And I'm going to be doing a live Q&A call for everyone who's joined up to you know the next week or two. So sometime in March, I'll be doing a live Q&A call for all the SLA members. And after that, it'll be another couple months before I release it again. So without further ado... Let's get into these mindset shifts. So firstly, I can exit at any time. This is very, very important. If you go into a deficit thinking, oh, I have to do this no matter what for three, four, five months, whatever it is, and I am chained to this, you have zero autonomy, zero sovereignty in the entire process. Like a whole 30, where you are just chained to these arbitrary rules, this soul sucking way of living, from my perspective, then you are going to want to rebel and you're going to start to feel anxious. Automatically, your brain is going to start to think about all the ways that it can sabotage because that's not a safe environment to be in for most people, psychologically speaking. Is I have to force myself to be in this state that just by virtue of, for many of us, especially if you have re- rebel tendencies like myself. Saying you have to do something is going to make you not want to do it. So know that you can exit at any point in time. You could decide to start a deficit tomorrow and the next day say you're done. And giving yourself that freedom is super, super important. It allows you to just take it one day at a time. Give yourself so much flow and ease throughout the process. And it reminds you that it's not do or die. You're fine before. You may not love everything about your body, but you are fine. You will survive if this does not happen for you. And most notably, if you start to notice things getting a little squirrely with your mindset or physically, then you need to give yourself full, full, full permission to pull the plug. Remember, you're not beholden to anyone. No one's holding any type of rules above your head saying you have to do this. You're a sovereign adult woman and you get to decide what is best for you. It's very important to go into this process with that mindset. Secondly, a deficit is the goal, but life happens and it is okay if I don't hit it perfectly. So there are many days throughout the deficit where I would say, you know, this is my goal, goal with my habits, goal with my numbers, what have you. I did do some days where I tracked and most of the days I did not. And this is a process that I also explain in SLA, how to do it both ways. But some days I went into it with the intention of, okay, yes, I'm going to hit my targets. And I was asked out for a drink or to go get a croissant or to go to brunch. And I decided, okay, overall, in the grand scheme of things, can I do that every day and still hit my goals without being miserably hungry? No, but I gave myself permission to assess the pros and cons in each moment. And I knew that overall, when looking at my weeks, I would still be fine. It's important to know, zoom out, look at things rather than than in a very myopic way. You're looking at things from a long-term perspective on a weekly basis. Your body doesn't reset every day at midnight with a deficit. You can look at it on a weekly, monthly basis and say, okay, the goal for me is to hit a deficit. If I don't hit it today, something pops up or I have a super hungry day, what have you, great. Just get right back to it tomorrow. You might be less hungry tomorrow. It's not a big deal. Number three, there's always more time to achieve the goal. This coincides with the first one where we're taking off all the pressure. If things don't go perfectly well, let's say for me, I was aiming for about 12 weeks. If things don't go perfectly well in those 12 weeks, okay, I took a lot away from it to learn from. Not a big deal. I can then take a couple months if I decide that I do want to pursue another level of fat loss and say, okay, I'll handle that then. But this is I'm going to do my best right now with what I have available to me. And if I don't hit my goal, that's fine. I can do it again. I can do it again in six months. I can chip off. Let's say you only lose five pounds this time and your goal was 10. No fucking big deal. You're still five pounds down. Or even if you didn't lose anything, You probably learned a ton and you can take that with you into the next one. It's not a big deal. There's always, always more time to achieve the goal. And if things, number four, don't go well, I don't know what accent I just put on there. If things don't go well, it's just a learning opportunity to do better next time. Let's say you go out to eat and you planned to, okay, I'm going to stick as closely as I can to my deficit Next thing you know, you're three cocktails deep, you've been eating the pizza, and you're having a great time. This isn't coming from a place of binging and losing control, to be clear. You were there, you were present, and you just decided, okay, actually, I thought my values were X in this situation, turns out they're Y. That's okay. It's just a learning opportunity. Maybe next time you can adjust your expectations accordingly and say, You know, going out to dinners with my friends is actually super important to me. So I'm just going to make Saturdays when I tend to go out with my friends, that's a maintenance day. It's not a deficit day. That's known as calorie cycling. And I will discuss that here in a moment. Draw a line. This is the next one of acceptable discomfort and don't push past that. Really, really important. This comes for both psychologically, so your mindset with food, and also has to do with your physical discomfort. You are, by nature, giving your body less food than it wants in order to maintain function. So there is going to be somewhat of a payoff. This, of course, depends on where someone is coming from. If you're coming from a lifestyle that is quite filled with processed foods, then you're probably going to feel a lot better when you're in a deficit. And your body will naturally find its rhythm with a completely new lifestyle right but for sla that's not the approach that i'm speaking in reference to that that's not the approach we're taking because it's a more deliberate intentional fat loss approach so with that you're going to be taking more from just a healthy lifestyle you're removing more calories from that so there is going to be somewhat of a drawback in some way or another, that could be hunger, that could be sleep, energy levels, a little bit of brain fog, you name it, you can experience it. You need to draw a line in the sand. I would say on a scale of one to 10, don't let it get above a five in terms of negative biofeedback. And you shouldn't be pushing it for very long once you start experiencing something out of five. There are a lot of ways around this and this whole process, there's so much to it. That's why I created an entire course around it. But I will say that you need to be mindful of not pushing it so far because that's where the compensatory mechanisms like binging, like developing an unhealthy relationship with food, your brain obsessing about food, all these things come into play if you are not smart about this. This is not something to fuck around with, to be quite frank. You need to be very mindful. You'll see people who do physique competitions and they can barely get off the couch by the end because they're non-exercise activity thermogenesis. They're neat. Just fidgeting the general movement we do throughout the day that is an exercise, more spontaneous movement, is pretty much at zero because your body is trying to conserve energy. I don't coach physique competitors. That's not what we're doing around here. You should not... Be pushing your body that far. If you start to notice your relationship with food starts to take a turn for the worst, that is a big sign that you should stop your deficit. Knowing this and going into it gives you, again, that freedom, that sovereignty. You're taking the pressure off saying, I'm taking care of myself throughout this process. And yes, there may be some discomfort, but my overall health and well being comes first. And some of you might be thinking, well, if your overall health and well-being comes first, then why would you be putting up with any discomfort whatsoever? It's because it's temporary. If you were to tell me, hey, you're going to feel like this for the rest of your life, I would say, okay, fuck off. It's not worth it. This is temporary. And just like we push ourselves for other goals, let's say in the gym, you have to break down your muscles in order to build them. We're going to have to push beyond our limits if we want our bodies to add muscle which is metabolically costly to have muscle. Just think of it in reverse. It's something where you have to throw off your body's homeostasis in order to see some type of results. But again, it is temporary and you need to know where your line is. And this can take some experimentation. With a lot of my clients in SLA, their initial strategy when it comes to getting in their deficit, they'll err on the side of caution which I love, they don't want to push it too hard, too fast. And they realize, okay, I actually have a lot more leeway and I'm mentally stronger in this process than I thought I was. So they'll push their deficit after a couple weeks and then they'll know, okay, I've come up upon my edge. So I'm going to pull back a little bit and they go into a diet break, which brings me to actually there's one more point I want to hit at any point. If something doesn't feel right, I can change it. If something in your deficit strategy is not working for you, change it at any point in time. Let's say you decide that you are going to focus on removing a lot more of your processed foods that you typically eat or, you know, they're not processed if they're more high calories. So a lot of high fat foods and you realize that, okay, this was my strategy, but I'm actually craving a lot of fat and I don't feel well eating that way. You can change it. You have liberty to change things up all the time. I switched the way I was eating, experimented all throughout the deficit to see what managed my appetite the best, allowed me to sleep the best, allowed my workouts to be the best while still in an energy deficit. So view it as an area of experimentation and don't take it so damn seriously. Next up is a calorie cycling. So you do not have to be in a deficit every day. This is what I was mentioning earlier that I want you to zoom out and view things from a bird's eye view rather than looking at things minute by minute, hour to hour, day by day. Try to look at it week by week. Then you can even look at it month by month and say, okay, if I were consistent 80% of the month, how many days would I have to nail my deficit? That still gives you, I don't know what the math is on that. Let me check that here. Let's say there are 30 days. So that means six days out of 30. So six days out of the month, you don't have to hit your deficit. You can just be at maintenance, which is going to feel so glorious. Let me tell you, being in maintenance after you've been in a deficit. So you have wiggle room there. Six days out of the month, that means that you can go out to eat, hit your maintenance. That does not mean go on a full fucking bender where you are binging and binge drinking and doing all those things. Not at all. You have to go back to your habits before, which is why it's so important to have those nailed down prior to beginning a deficit. You can edge back into maintenance for six days a month. That gives you plenty of time to go out to a barbecue or to have a couple extra cocktails in the weekend or to engage socially where you're not just a hermit at home. So calorie cycling is basically you're going to be in a deficit, let's say five, six days out of the week, and then you're going to be at maintenance for one or two days during the week. And that can vary. You could change that up however you'd like, depending on your social life and what works for you. You also don't have to do that. It's not something that's required, but it's something that a lot of people enjoy because it gives them a lot more freedom. Diet breaks. So you can view this as... Bigger breaks rather than the cycling where it's just a weekend. I employed a diet break where I just went full to maintenance. Had no idea how much I was eating over the Thanksgiving, the U.S. Thanksgiving break. That was about a week, and then when I was home for Christmas, and that was about ten days, almost two weeks, where I have zero clue how much I was eating. As sure as fuck, was not in a deficit. Okay, so I gave myself total liberty. Again, this is why it's so important to have a healthy relationship with food and healthy habits beforehand, because I did not operate in any extremes during that time. I just went back to enjoying my life, nourishing my body, focusing on my family, focusing on the holidays, and I was able to jump right back into it. And I was excited to get back to a deficit because I felt really refreshed and ready to go. So diet breaks, there's a lot of nuance there in terms of how you can structure those, and Studies show that it's not actually required. There were There's a Matador study that I discuss in SLA that became really popular where it was two weeks on, two weeks off in a deficit. And they said that it allowed people to preserve more of their metabolic rate. Mentally, psychologically, they felt better. Other studies are now showing that that's not the case. I say do what works for you. For me, I like... Having diet breaks because it allows me to get out of that mentality and to allow my life to flourish so that I don't have to block off an entire three, four months where I'm not engaging in those times. If you want to go on vacation, then you can enjoy your vacation and it's not going to throw you off. Other people would say, I'd rather finish my deficit two weeks early than have two week long diet breaks in the middle. So, for example, let's say that you wanted to be in a deficit for 12 weeks. And if you take two diet breaks of a week long each, that would mean that 14 weeks is the total for the process versus 12 weeks. Totally up to you. For me, I really enjoy those. I think that they are really helpful when it comes to planning your life. Because like I mentioned, most people will have something pop up within a three to four month period that they want to not be in deficit for. So just know with all these tools that it's you have so much flexibility So much flexibility when it comes to being in a deficit and achieving your goals, knowing that should alleviate a lot of the pressure. And lastly, what works for others in a deficit isn't what works for me and vice versa. This is where knowing yourself and developing that strong level of confidence in your healthy habits and your version of moderation is important. Some people don't give a rat's ass about alcohol. So in their deficit, they would say, why are you having a glass of wine in a deficit? Some people don't care about dessert, some people do. Some people don't care about brunch or holidays or all these different things. Some people don't like smoothies, others do. Everyone's deficit is going to look very different. This is why I don't include any type of meal plans or anything like that in SLA, because it's not helpful. Your, the way that you eat is at a baseline, what I call the balanced baseline, is where your adjustments for your deficit should come from. It should not come from looking at what influencers are eating in a day on their Instagram. It should not come from looking at what I eat in a day. We eat very differently. Our preferences are probably very different. Some people like to eat six meals a day. Some people like to eat three meals a day. I love to have a nighttime bedtime snack. Some people don't give a shit about that. So do not compare what you are doing to what somebody else is doing. And this will, again, alleviate pressure. The whole idea of having a successful deficit is that there's no pressure. There's all the time in the world to achieve your goals. You can exit it at any point in time. You don't have to do it in any way, shape, or form like someone else is telling you to do it. You don't have to eat from a prescribed list of foods. You don't have to remove your favorite foods you don't have to become a nun where you stay inside no disrespect where you're not engaging in any social activities or never touching a sip of alcohol if that's something you want to imbibe in you can have processed foods I had bread and cereal and granola nearly every single day I didn't drink as much quite frankly I feel like shit these days just in general drinking alcohol but In a deficit, it's worse because you just don't have as many nutrients, as much food to offset the literal poison that I'm putting in my body. But I still imbibed and I was able to live a pretty damn normal life where I'm sure, aside from maybe some portion sizes when I was eating out, I don't think anyone would have been the wiser. Anyone would have been able to tell. So, and even if they did, I don't really care. But just something to note, that it shouldn't be something that's drastically different. You should think to yourself, how can I get into a deficit where pretty much no one would notice? If your deficit plan is that your entire family has to overhaul every single thing that they're eating, you can choose to do that if you want to, but that sounds like a miserable road to travel and is certainly not one that is necessary. You should think, how can I make this as unnoticeable to the people around me in my life as possible. Not because you need to hide anything by any means, but that's how subtle these adjustments should be. It shouldn't be a massive departure from your normal day to day life. I hope this was helpful. There's so much to this process. And as I mentioned, that's why I created an entire course about it. So if you're confused, let me know, hop on over to Instagram. Let me know what questions you have and I will do my best to leave those question boxes up in my stories so that I can help you guys out. And of course, if you want to do a deeper dive into this process, start with FSE, make sure that your relationship with food is dialed in. I promise I'm so proud of the women in my community because you actually listen to me and you focus on that first. It will pay off immensely. Then if you need to dial things in further go ahead and do Healthy Habits Foundations. You can bundle that with FFE or SLA. And SLA is Sustainably Lean Academy, the more intentional fat loss course. And I used everything I describe and teach in that course for my very successful fat loss phase. And I lost 6% body weight in a little over 12 weeks. And that included those diet breaks, like I mentioned, I'm now maintaining with zero issues. Went on vacation, ate a lot of food, was not even close to a deficit. Maintaining is no problem. And truly the marker of a successful deficit is not how much weight you lost during the deficit, it's if you're able to maintain it. And I'm sure many of you have worked very, very hard to lose weight many, many times. So it's not the losing of the weight that's the problem. It's doing it in a way that is sustainable and actually maintaining those results. So that should be your focus in terms of measuring successes. My mindset, did I remain mentally healthy in general and with a relationship with food? Is my body still healthy? Remember, we're not pushing it beyond a certain point. We're not physique competitors here. We're not professional athletes. And then C, Can I actually maintain these results, which requires having an exit plan and knowing how you're going to maintain this afterwards? And just as a side note, because I'm sure some people will ask, I did zero reverse dieting at all. I think that's a very misunderstood concept. I will go ahead. I'm going to be adding a lot to SLA about reverse dieting here in the next month or so. But if you all would like, I can certainly do a podcast about that as well. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week and I will see you in the next episode.